This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Coming up this hour, the 2022 Winter Olympics kick off tomorrow. So get ready for gravity-defying aerial feats on the slopes. A lot of it on artificial snow. So we'll examine the future of the Winter Games in a warming world. Plus, Dungeons & Dragons has been around for nearly 50 years. Now it's an animated TV series. But first, former CPD police officer Jason Van Dyke has been released from prison. This is after serving just three years, less than half the time that he was sentenced to for the 2014 murder of Chicago teen Laquan McDonald. Joining me now is WBEZ criminal justice reporter Chip Mitchell. Hey, Chip. Morning, Sasha. Chip, remind us why Jason Van Dyke has gotten out early. Well, you got to recall that Judge Vincent Gunn, the trial judge three years ago, He sentenced Van Dyke on just one of the convictions. It was a second-degree murder conviction, not on his conviction on on 16 counts, one for every shot um, fired at at Laquan McDonald. The sentence was not on the conviction on any of the 16 counts of aggravated battery with a firearm, which is actually, under Illinois law, um, punishable with much more severe uh, uh, penalties in prison terms. So... Um, the second-degree murder conviction means basically uh, the judge considered it uh, the, the the top the top charge in the in the conviction. It means uh, a jury found that Van Dyke shot based on an unreasonable fear, um, but that basically it was indeed a true fear. So on that conviction, Gone sentenced Van Dyke to 81 months in prison. And under Illinois law, and this is the key, Sasha, everyone convicted of second-degree murder can get day-for-day credit, um, what's known as good time. So mm-hmm. they can, they, if they don't get in trouble behind bars, they can cut their prison sentence in half. So rewarded for good behavior, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Do we know where he is now? Did he come back to Chicago? Well, um, what we know um, is that he is out of prison now, as of this morning. Um, at a press conference the other day, Governor J.B. Prisker blurted out um, something that the, his Illinois Department of Corrections, his own people, um, have been declining to comment about or to confirm. But uh, the governor said Van Dyke would go from prison to a halfway house. Now, um, state officials, Van Dyke's attorney, um, his former attorney, they're not saying where that halfway house is or how long um, Van Dyke will have to spend there. A lot of folks pushed for Van Dyke to be convicted uh, for the killing of Laquan McDonald. We're talking about protesters and, and politicians and police reform advocates and, and so forth, Chip. How are they reacting to this news that he's now out? Well, yeah, there's there's um, some outrage that is that is uh, coming out now. You know, we, for example, we people who have served or are serving much longer prison sentences on drug charges, um, uh, uh, they're upset that a police officer convicted of murder for shooting somebody 16 times, and it was all on video, is getting out in less than three and a half years. Um, Will Calloway, he helped get that video released um, years ago. He's he's upset about it, and uh, he's an activist on the South Side, South Shore neighborhood, and he's been campaigning for federal charges that would put Van Dyke back in prison. Uh, as you said, he's he's picked up a lot of support for that call. Um, Rainbow Push, Jesse Jackson, his organization, the National NAACP have joined that call. Um, 
They've been, Callaway and others have been organizing news conferences and rallies. But, Sasha, it's interesting. We're not seeing so far, at least, masses of people attend those events. Mm-hmm. Some of that could be um, the weather we've been having recently. But um, there are also some people in the Black Lives Matter movement, the people that were filling the streets after this video came out um, in 2015. Um, a lot of folks in that movement have deeply mixed feelings about um, pressing for anyone, even the police officer on that videotape, for anyone to be incarcerated. Um, so we heard that just this week um, on our podcast, 16 Shots. People can um, check that out. We, we heard that very, that very strongly from public defender Sharon Mitchell about just how, um, how deeply uh, ambivalent people are about the Van Dyke case and, and pressing for him to be locked up again. Interesting. Well, here's a a clip from your conversation with Marshall Hatch, a pastor on the West Side. It's disappointing to be back here in 2022 and to have to admit that we probably have not made much progress at all on any of the issues of justice and equity and police accountability. Seeming victories can easily be snatched away. The price of any measure of justice is obviously, as has been said, eternal vigilance. So, Chip, not so much turnout as you, you talked about there uh, these days, but, but disappointment still, uh, the sentiment, it, it sounds like, from activists um, in this case. No doubt. People are paying attention to this case. Uh, but, uh, you know, we just have a lot, of, uh, a, a lot of mixed feelings about it. Yeah. What about the family of Laquan McDonald? Well, that's interesting, too. Um, their spokesman um, during, before and during and after the trial was um, a, uh, a man who was identified the whole time as Laquan McDonald's great uncle. His name's Marvin Hunter. He's a pastor. He's got a small um, church on the west side, North Lawndale. Um, in recent weeks, though, um, uh, people who are much closer to Laquan McDonald, specifically his aunt, who says she raised Laquan McDonald in there, in her grandmother's house, um, uh, that would be his mother's sister, Tanisha, and then Laquan's grandmother, Tracy, um, who lived in the same, uh, some of those same homes on the west side. They say Marvin Hunter is not a great uncle. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, uh, he's only related through um, uh, some other relations, but there's no biological connection. Uh, Marvin Hunter himself um, says that he doesn't, um, didn't have a close relationship with the family. So Marvin... He is saying it's time to move on. This guy has served his time. It's not, federal charges would not be right. Um, revenge will come um, from God um, in the afterlife. Um, mm. But Tanisha and Tracy, the aunt and the grandmother, they are calling very strongly, and they're showing up to a lot of events now. They're speaking up like we, we haven't seen them speak publicly ever before. They're speaking very strongly for federal charges, for the federal government to come in, um, bring charges, and, and, um, and they want Van Dyke locked up again for a much longer time. Now, so far, the somebody, a key person that is remaining quiet is Laquan's mother, Tina Hunter. We have not heard from her, um, and we've given her opportunities to talk, and she so far um, is not talking. Well, let's hear from Tanisha Hunter, the aunt. I was here at my house. My daughter screenshot it, and she sent it to my phone. Like, dang, it went by so quick. Ain't finna get out already. 
I was shocked. I was like, just seeing stuck. Like, is 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 this a dream? Like I said, is this really happening? So activists are now calling for federal charges. Chip, what difference would that make now? Well, um, uh, uh, under federal civil civil rights law, um, um, they can bring charges for the killing, um, um, a, a killing under the color of law by a police officer. Um, and um, that has happened before where somebody has um, faced a state prosecution, uh, um, as in this case, um, and then the feds um, uh, have come later and, and brought a new set of charges. Um, there, there is no, there's nothing in um, like double jeopardy in that case. There, there, it has happened before. It's not common, um, but the federal government can, could come and do that. Some of uh, Laquan McDonald's relatives have said they don't want to pursue federal charges. It's time to move on. Uh, I want to play a little bit more from your conversation with the pastor, Marshall Hatch, who uh, had this to say. I think everybody wants to respect the family, but this story is larger than them. Laquan McDonald, he has become a symbol, a symbol of all of the young men in these communities who never had a chance. Family has failed them. Government has failed them. Child welfare system has failed them. And now law enforcement and the criminal justice system has ultimately failed Laquan McDonald. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about the release today of former CPD officer Jason Van Dyke. He is out after serving less than half of his sentence. Van Dyke was convicted of murder in the second degree for the killing of 17-year-old Laquan McDonald back in 2014. Uh, With me is WBEZ criminal justice reporter Chip Mitchell. You can actually catch Chip and the rest of our criminal justice team on the Uh, the release of Jason Van Dyke by listening to the 16 Shots podcast. A new episode just dropped this morning. Chip, is there enough of a case for federal authorities to step in? Well, um, they, they, they investigated, um, they had this, they had this case um, under, you know, an investigation of one sort or another. um, We, we know for um, at least, Four years. Um, um, I, I guess the big question is, you know, whatever happened to that? Um, the, the, some Tribune, Chicago Tribune reporting um, on some federal court records um, uh, shows showed that uh, right after Van Dyke was sentenced in 2019, so about three years ago, federal prosecutors told uh, a judge that um, a federal grand jury probe was winding down. And we really don't have a lot of information um, about what has happened since then, whether that investigation ended, um, uh, whether it was uh, a political decision to to shelve it for a while, whether it is uh, closed, whether it will be reopened. Um, uh, U.S. Attorney John Lausch's office is not commenting on on any of this. Um, um, We've asked him several times over the years. Um, So... uh, it, you know, whether there's enough of a case to step in, you know, uh, we're hearing a variety of, of views from experts. Um, we, we spoke with a former official um, in, uh, in the civil rights section of the Department of Justice in Washington who, who oversaw criminal prosecutions, and um, his name's Roy Austin, and 
he said he said yeah there is enough evidence and in fact he went further he said um, he believes that there will be federal charges brought now um, there have been a few high-profile cases in recent years where where the feds have come in and done that but even here in Chicago um, um, it has happened so there for example there there was this Chicago police officer's name uh, his name was William Kazi he was he was recorded, Sasha, on a videotape in 2005, repeatedly beating a man who was shackled in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big case back then. People have been around a while will remember. Um, uh, uh, Cook County prosecution led to Officer Kazi pleading guilty to misdemeanor battery only, and he, he got a sentence of 18 months probation. So the feds um, were troubled by that, and they ran it through their internal process, and they decided to... After that prosecute that state prosecution, they brought federal charges. Um, Kazi then pleaded guilty to, to those charges, and mm-hmm. he was sentenced to 40 months in federal prison. And there ain't no good time on that sentence either. So he right. went he went to prison for uh, more than three years. So there is some precedent there. Is there a statute of limitations here in in this case, though, Chip? Like are authorities up against any kind of clock while they decide whether or not to bring federal charges against Van Dyke? Well, there is a statute of limitations on, on um, federal crimes, on a lot of federal crimes. Um, five years, that statute ran already, um, um, but it applies in this case only um, to the alleged offenses uh, in the cover-up for the officers. So um, a, lot of, a lot of those acts, you know, filing false reports, false statements, and so on, um, that are alleged, the statute has run out on a lot of those crimes, um, uh, those alleged crimes. Now, in the killing, there is no statute of limitations. The, 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 uh, the, the U.S. Attorney's Office could come now or any time in the future and bring charges um, stemming from the killing of Laquan McDonald. Mm-hmm. Well, before I let you go, Chip, just so we're clear, what happens to Jason Van Dyke now? Well, he has um, uh, three years of supervised release. Um, that's the equivalent in Illinois of parole. Um, he has a much shorter period, probably months, um, a month or months um, in a halfway house. Um, and uh, we do not know um, much else. He has said in the past that he is not going to be, you know, in the distant past, while, while he was on trial, um, he told us he's not going to ever be a police officer again. He's not going to try to do that. Um, he's been convicted of a felony. It would be quite a trick if he were to, if he were to pull that off. Right. He's been decertified from being a police officer in Illinois. Um, during the trial, he got a job in the gift shop of the of his union, the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge here in Chicago. Um, you know, I, I I don't think that people will be seeing him on the streets as a police officer. Um, he's got kids. He's got a wife. Mm-hmm. They live uh, near Midway Airport. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they're planning to, to stay there. Um, his kids were young um, or if they're going to move away. Um, and um, we don't even know where he is right now. We all we know is from the governor that he is. He's no in longer in custody. House. Yeah. Well, that's WBEZ criminal justice reporter Chip Mitchell. You can listen to the latest episode of WBEZ's 16 Shots podcast right now on the new WBEZ app at WBEZ.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for the update, Chip. My pleasure. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.